Hello, and welcome to this episode of the ISI Life Podcast. I am super excited to bring to you the conversation today with Brad Mulvey, the host of the World Class Dads Podcast. Uh, in Iron Sharpens Iron, one of our five Fs is family and key relationships. And as a new dad himself, he dives on and has been on a personal mission to connect with some of the, the world's most elite people when it comes to success and performance and how they juggle being a a world-class dad as well as a world-class athlete performer you name it um, the, the list of guests that he has is just um, it's mind-blowing and it's inspiring and today we just dive into some of those conversations and what he's learned along the way so hope you all enjoy the episode everybody well Brad I am super excited to connect with you today you are my uh like sensei when it comes to podcasting <laughs> so <laughs> uh i was you know reflecting back on when we first connected on um, millennial mastermind podcast and as we got isi going um you really we wouldn't be here without you so you know thank you uh thank you for doing that and thank you for being on today yeah no i'm super pumped to be here excited thanks for asking me but uh likewise without isi a lot of things in my life probably wouldn't have happened and that's such a uh kind of enriching piece of of my life so whatever i've given to you is just trying to return the favor in some small way <laughs> that's awesome man one one hand washes another right so that's right that's what, that's some might about. say that iron sharpens iron <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's great man i i uh i'm excited for people to get to know you a little bit more and learn more about what you're doing so give us a little you know history of you your upbringing and kind of what you've been up to personally and professionally yeah, so I grew up in Northeast Ohio and Warren outside of Youngstown. Um, pl played a lot of sports, two brothers, uh, and just uh, I think that one thing that really made an imprint on my young life was just being very active and doing a lot of different activities. I was very fortunate that my parents, you know, really encouraged us to participate in a lot of things and they didn't kind of force anything on us, but just gave us the opportunity to uh, explore interests. And I think I played probably every every sport that our area had to offer at one point or another. Some of them stuck, some of them definitely didn't, but um, just kind of ingrained a, a sense of always being active, trying new things, um, and just trying to get better at the things that I found interesting. So um, I... Went on to go to college at uh, Miami of Ohio, you know, love and honor. I know we have that in common. There you go. And then from there, moved to Chicago, where I thought that my calling was to wear a suit every day and go and work 12 hours a day. I worked for a company that was a subsidiary of News Corp. So literally working for Rupert Murdoch in like the wow. most corporate environment. Oh and gosh. it, yeah. And did that for, for two years. And then like all good stories, met a girl and who would eventually become my wife. And so she happened to be from the Cleveland area and we decided to move back and found a new a new job, which is a good job at a good company in the area, but started to get really confused about, you know, where I wanted to take my life. Uh, probably kind of that classic story of most people in their mid-20s just realizing maybe this work thing isn't all that it was cracked up to be in my in my mind. Mm -hmm. And just started really doing a lot of internal searching and and questioning of what my professional life was meant to look like. And 
I had about an hour commute each way to work. So that's when I've discovered the world of podcasts and first just listened to them for entertainment to kill some time, but then quickly realized that I could turn that dead time in the car into a live time and use that as a time to educate myself and learn new things and hear from people and, and stories that inspired me. And I thought that that was just the most amazing thing. All of a sudden, this two hours I was spending a day in a car went from time I just had to get through to time that I looked forward to because I could actually use it to uh, you know, enrich my life and started listening to a lot of shows about personal development and got really into some of these entrepreneurial type shows, but didn't find any that really spoke to specifically the, the phase of my life that I was in where I knew I had professional ambitions and wanted to make something of myself, if you will, but had no idea what that meant or where, what that path looked like for me. And I decided, you know what? I love listening to podcasts. I love talking to people. I love exploring what opportunities could be out there. And so I decided to start my own called the Millennial Mastermind Podcast, really based on this idea of having you know a mastermind group with between myself and the guests and the audience and just this place where we can figure out you know where to channel these professional ambitions and what that meant and how to get there if you really had no idea. Um, and it was a really cool experience. I did that for over four years and yeah, wow. some big changes happened in my life, namely uh, having a daughter at the beginning of 2020 and mm -hmm. pivoted away from that podcast into what I'm doing now, which is the world-class dads podcast, which is all about some of the same topics of having professional ambitions, but with the lens of fatherhood and putting your family first and wanting to show up for your for your family first and foremost, but also having a purpose-driven life and and having these um, ambitions to create an impact in the world. So yeah. that's that's, uh, that's kind of where things have landed now, and that's uh, that's the biggest development for me in the yeah. professional world. It's very cool, um, and you. You uh, got quite a few episodes down with Millennial Mastermind. How many did you get up to? Yeah, so I think we were around 175. Wow. So almost weekly, try to be consistent with that for, for just under four years. So That is amazing. I mean, kudos to you. I know that's no, no small feat to, to do that. And I think it's cool that you met people, you know, you were kind of scratching your own itch in a way. Mm. And, you know, you did that with that, with Millennial Mastermind and, and then kind of like, current stage of life, you know, you're like, all right, I'm now I'm a dad and I want to be a world-class dad. And how do I do that while balancing my relationship with my wife and my, you know, my career and, and how can I be the best in the game, um, with where I'm at right now. So I think it's neat that you're kind of moving and shaking to, but, you know, adapt to your current situation. And I love that. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the biggest difference between the mindset I had starting off my career coming out of college was, chasing these, I don't know if you'd say accolades or financial benchmarks, but things that I had in my mind that were markers of success um, that I was working my butt off to get to, but mm -hmm. wasn't actually, you, you, you mentioned scratching your own itch, wasn't really actually doing that, it was just traveling a path that I thought would get me to the things that... Um, 
equaled success. But what I've realized now with chasing these, these different projects and, and, and goals of these things that really do scratch my own itch and, and are things I'm super passionate about is that the fulfillment that I get out of those, even though, um, you know, with the millennial mastermind that never panned out to replace my, my full income and be the thing I did full time. I took so much more out of that on a personal level and a fulfillment level than I did when I was working in a career that, Hmm. you know, was more chasing what I thought success looked like. Um, So that was kind of a a key learning for me over those four years that is something that, you know, has had a lasting impact on how I define success. Yeah. And, you know, so you got this awesome new podcast going. I think you have, is it five or six episodes out, you know, right now, uh, we're a little before Christmas here. So, you know, and I'm excited to kind of talk about what you see and as some of the common themes as you talk about success now versus maybe how you saw success earlier. Um, I love the podcast and I love the, you know, some of the guests that you have on and that you have queued up to come down the line. Um, they're people that I definitely look up to and I'm excited about. So, I'm just curious, you know, as, as you've been down this road with talking to these world-class people and in, in so many different disciplines, um, you know, has that topic of success come up, you know, what are some of the, what are some of the common themes that you see, uh, discussed in terms of, you know, what does it look success as a world-class dad look mm-hmm. like? Yeah, no, I think it's a great question. And I think, um, it bears mentioning that the reason I started this show was that, you know, before I had kids, I already felt like I didn't know where the time was going, that I felt like I was trying to cram so much into a 24 hours. And I knew with having kids that, um, when our, so our daughter was born in January of this year, uh, 2020. And I knew that I was only going to have less hours in the day to work on, call it the extracurriculars. And that, my number one priority was going to be being a dad. And I wanted that to, you know, my family to really take priority. And I didn't want to find myself in a position years down the road where I looked back and say, said that I was, you know, working really hard to give my family the life that they deserve, but at the actual expense of spending time with my family. And so that's kind of where the last podcast had to take a back seat. But what I realized was that there are these guys out there who do so much more with their time than what I was doing and have such a huge impact, but still manage to have managed to build a life that's centered around their family. And, and they haven't made that sacrifice of spending time with their family and being there and having amazing world-class relationships with their, with their kids and their, their spouses. So that's kind of where it stemmed from was like, yeah. How are these guys achieving that level of success? And and so your question's on point because that's what, what I set out to learn because I wanted to implement those things in my own life. Um, so in terms of some common themes that I've seen, one of the big ones that has jumped out from the beginning is um, there seems to be a, a really good understanding for, for most of these guys that life really really is in seasons and um, how that's been described to me by guys like Kelly Sturette, um, who's a world-renowned physical therapist, or Tim Kennedy, who's a Green Beret 
uh, special forces sniper active duty, but also has multiple businesses and host shows on the discovery channel and the history channel, all sorts of crazy stuff <laughs> like that. They have realized that at certain points in time, they're going to have to go 110% in their towards their vocation. And they're going to have to put that time in. And that might for a time mean that there's a sacrifice made in terms of the time spent with their family, but they have very clear communication with their family about what that looks like and have very clear priorities and very clear um, boundaries. So that might mean that they're working a few more hours or putting, they have to travel a little bit during certain phases, but they never lose sight of what the ultimate goal is. And that doesn't stretch out into two, three, four month projects. It might be a sprint for a mm-hmm. couple of weeks, but with the understanding that that's exactly what it is, it's just a very short term look at that thing. Um, mm, that's powerful. I mean, to, to look at it that way, mm-hmm. you know, and being uh, the exception and not the norm. Right. Saying, you know, one of the guys that, um, was on the ISI podcast uh, named Chad Johnson. He was talking about balance and he's like, it's not always balance all the time. He's like, there's times where I get out of kilter with one of my kids, you know, and I need to, I need to focus more time in that season with that kid because yeah. of where they're at or whatever. And um, that was, I, I don't know why it's such a simple concept, but in my mind, there's kind of like, you want just smooth sailing all the time. And I love that lens of seasons and, you know, there's a time to push. And as long as you don't let that become the norm, you know, that can be a healthy push. Yeah. And, and for these guys, how it's played out is that they'll have, like you said, that healthy push, but they've structured their lives in this just incredible way that, you know, that is definitely not the norm, but in, during their, their normal phases of, of, of life, they, they have more time with their family than most of us even conceive of. And um, it takes a huge amount of intentionality. I think that that's something, one of the other things that's really jumped out is they are all so intentional with how they want to structure their life and what the priorities are. And, and just based on the nature of the show, the guys I'm the type of guys I'm talking to, their family is their top priority. So they make sure that their businesses or, you know, if they're in sports or what entertainment, whatever it is that their vocation is, that that is structured to support their, their family and their time with their family and, and the relationships that they cherish. Hmm. And, and so they just are so intentional about that. And I think that's been a big takeaway for me personally is, okay, if I say that family is the most important thing for me, how can I be intentional in creating a, an epic life that supports that vision and isn't something that is put on the back burner for the next 10 years while I try to build up my career and podcast audience and businesses and income streams? No, let's put family first and have right. those things all filter back and support what my ultimate goal is of, of being a, a great dad and, and just being the the family man that I aim to be. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like they're the common theme is, you know, the intentionality or they're living, they're designing to the to the best degree that they can. They're, you know, trying to design this perfect world to support that family. And I don't know if you have an example, um, you know, more like 
tactical example that you picked up from one of the guests, but I would, I would imagine it's like, Hey, I want to have X amount of days off, you know, days off or time with my family or mm -hmm. the ability to travel. So in order to do that, I might go hard for, you know, X amount of weeks per year, but when I'm not working, I'm 100% off and I can, you know, peel back and really just be with my families. Do you have any, you know, things that jump out to you as like specific examples of some of these people and what they're doing and how they've designed that on purpose? Yeah, there's, there's a few. So I'll mention, I mentioned Kelly Sturrett, who is world renowned physical therapist, author. Uh, he opened up, I think the first, uh, CrossFit mm -hmm. gym in San Francisco, just a baller. Yeah. And, and, um, and his wife is a baller too. And his Julie. wife is a baller too. Yeah. <laughs> a very yeah, crazy, successful crazy. legal career turned into business partners with, with Kelly on their, all their endeavors. And it's, it's unbelievable what they've accomplished. And he shared a story about how he was, um, getting his, getting his, um, doctorate, I think, or I, I may be wrong in, in which degree he's getting, but he's in school. Um, he was opening up the gym and he was coaching at a very high level for, for some of the top athletes in the world. And this is while his kids were all young. And so there were days where he was literally sleeping on his, <laughs> at the gym, like on his PT bed. And so it was just like a crazy season of life. But one thing that he made sure to do was always get home and, and be home for his kids. And like he had to put certain things. So physical fitness for him is a huge pillar of his life. And he realized, yeah. you know what? I might only have time to do a speed workout at 10 o'clock at night to make sure that, you know, my kids still see me. And that just has to be what it is right now. And that has to be good enough because I don't need to be a world-class athlete right now. I need to focus my energy on my family and, and these professional endeavors, this one area of my life not be, it might not be at its peak, but that's okay for this chapter for this season. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can just watch any of his social media. Now the guys, the guy's ridiculous. How, how fit he is and mobile. <laughs> it's unbelievable. He, yeah. He's an amazing person. Yeah. Um, we got a chance to do a fitness retreat with him and, he That's was awesome. the, the most clear communicator coach I've ever experienced firsthand. And yeah, it's, um, it's neat to hear the story. You know, you think people are just kind of these pop through successes and, you know, he went through a, a season there for sure where things were crazy sleeping on your PT table. And, um, but that wasn't who he is now. Right. Know, that wasn't what became the norm. That was just like what was necessary for that season. And, um, you know, on a personal, I can kind of relate to that. Um, watching my, you know, Nancy, who's, you know, been an Ironman triathlete and mm. that was super important to her. But when we had the twins and then we've had one more, it's like, okay, that's still an awesome thing. I love that. And there will be a season to return to that, but it's not now. Yeah. And, um, giving yourself the, uh, I guess the space and the, the grace to put those priorities aside because you have something else that's more important right now. Yeah. And cool. a, another one that to piggyback on that, um, I had a guy on named Kevin Kelly, who's co-founder of Wired Magazine, which was, you know, one of the early technolo technology magazines has grown into one of the biggest technology and futurist publications uh, on the planet now. And as he was founding Wired was, he had two young kids. And then I think a third one was born there in the first couple of years of its existence. And, you know, he's out working in Silicon Valley. This is a uh, 
as startup as they come. And when you think of that, or at least when I think of that, I typically imagine, you know, guys working in guys and gals working in front of computers until the wee hours of the morning, grabbing a few hours of sleep and then getting back to it. But he was home for dinner with his kids every single night. He said he could probably count on one hand how many nights he missed dinner with his family. Um, And he is also a, a huge traveler love traveling all around the world through, you know, his, his early years still does to this day, but he said pretty much an entire decade. He didn't travel at all. That's Mm. something he just had to kind of cut out for that phase. Um, and he's probably the most well-traveled person I've ever talked to still to this day. But for that, for that chapter, he knew that was something that couldn't work while he was building a business while he was raising a family and, you know, as somebody who placed a precedence on being home for dinner every single night, it, 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 it just kind of that same, that same formula of, okay, what has to get cut out for now, even though I love it and it's something that feeds my soul, there are other things. And it's that priority list of, you know, for this, for this phase, what's the top priority. And, and yeah. he was able to figure that out and, you know, clearly it uh, worked out for him. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. No, that's great. Man, what a great example. Um, it's inspiring and um, it's helpful too. And I'm, I'm excited to, it's one of my favorite, you know, new podcasts to listen to. Um, I'll be working out and listening to you, you know, pick the brains of these amazing people and it's super helpful. And, you know, I think one of the things you, um, I want you to speak to is, you know, what you learned with millennial mastermind and the groups, um, is really similar to ISI and how Mm -hmm. one of the things that I I found super interesting, um, with ISI is how, how important the relationships have become. I mean, it sounds silly to say that looking back now, but I didn't, when we put ISI together and it was about sharing wisdom and sharing knowledge and, you know, kind of getting the best people that we could to share their experience, those who have been before us and can help us navigate a little smoother, um, through the canyons of life. And what really came out of that was, yeah, that's all good. That wisdom, that knowledge is great, but really what has been the most impactful is the relationships and the, the uh, camaraderie that has come from, you know, people uniting around a common theme or a common stage of life where they can kind of help each other. So I know you ran into that and intentionally created that with millennial mastermind and, um, curious how you also see that playing into, what you're doing now with the world-class dads. Yeah. So that, that was a piece of the millennial mastermind that kind of naturally the, the concept and, and why I set out to, to start that show was to, you know, a try to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and where I wanted to channel my, my ambitions and my professional energy. But B was, I saw that as an opportunity to be able to connect with both people ahead of me in the journey and kind of the guest frontier who can be mentors and, and help, help me figure out what that path looked like. And then the, the other piece was those who were in a similar stage and I could connect with and they could listen, either listen to the show's guests or somehow we build a community that we help each other. Mm-hmm. And so that that second piece, that community was a really integral part and a huge piece of kind of my development was once we started putting this, I started putting this content out there, finding those like-minded people who are on a similar path and had similar ambitions and interests and 
uh, and values, we started to set, st- step back and say, okay, how do we bring how do we bring these people together who so clearly jive and are are on this same path? And so we created a mastermind group where people could get involved, and we had weekly calls um, with people somewhere local and. The, in Ohio, somewhere on the other side of the country, but we'd have calls once a week and just really talk through, okay, what are what are our goals long term? What does that mean to the short term? How do we get there? What what do I what do each of us individually need to do um, this upcoming week? What did we say we were going to do last week? Did we did we actually do it? And and if not, why? And just building in, I think I think the key word is accountability mm-hmm. um, and trust, and so. I think those are such powerful things that for me have been, they were kind of built into my life in high school and college, whether it's through athletics or organizations that I was involved in, where I kind of naturally was able to stumble into these relationships with people like that, that I could really rely on and trust and they would hold me accountable. Once I got into the kind of the real world, (laughs) that became you're on your own. <laughs> yeah, harder for me to find. And it's something I didn't really realize that I missed until it really, really felt that hole in that, you know, obviously I had I have an amazing wife who I could confide confide in and she's my coach on many frontiers and, you know, has helped me become a better person. But finding that that community was something that I just realized, you know what, I, I don't have that. I don't really know where to find that. I'm going to, I guess I'll just build it. I'll just create yeah. it. And yeah. try to attract those people. And that that was a huge part of the millennial mastermind and a big part of the kind of four-year learning experience that that was, was, oh, you can, there are other people going through similar things as you, and you can be the one who facilitates the that community coming together. And there's so much power in that for yourself, but, and then also for anybody who gets involved and we're not the sum of our, our parts. Um, once you get people together, one person plus one person doesn't just equal kind of this this result of the two x um, in terms of ideas and progress. There's there's some sort of uh, power or, or some sort of equation that comes out weird equation that comes out of adding more people in the mix that you can really trust and can confide in that that has a greater impact um, than what you would expect. So yeah, that was yeah. a big learning point. That's awesome. I mean super powerful and you know we've seen that with isi and i you know just in my mm-hmm. you know my boys the twins are you know five and a half and uh cruise one and a half and i've been i feel like i've been fortunate to have some you know dads you know even like yourself you know and i were texting about different things along the way and um having that support group of of other other dads who are like-minded who want to be great dads and not just be trudging through like fatherhood you know there's there's more to it than that so I'm, I'm appreciative of you know guys like you and others in my life who are helping me become you know the best you know father and husband that i can be along the way so uh, I, and I, can, my, I can't speak highly enough well and thank you because i can't speak highly enough of what role what impact isis had in my life um uh, uh, in terms of you know bringing people together who inspire me and you know, whenever I've been at one of the events, I walk away just feeling on fire with new ideas about how to approach my family. I mean, I was coming to your guys' events before I even had uh, yeah. a daughter, 
and was already excited to implement some of these parenting things that I had learned, but also yeah. a lot of just concepts within my relationship with my wife and just my own, my relationship with God, especially. And it's a perfect example of what I'm talking about, with, you know, the mastermind group concept and, mm-hmm. um, the, the learnings that I've walked away from just with ISI have been huge and it's played a big part in my personal success with, uh, within my, my family and, and my trajectory. So yeah, thank you. Well, Good, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's been a big blessing, you know, being able to play a part in, in helping, you know, guys, you know, and, and women in the future, you know, shape that too. And that's been really what we're all about. And, you know, you mentioned a couple of things. One is you, you started coming, um, before you needed it, which, or before you even maybe knew that you needed it, you know, I'm sure at one point you guys were talking about family planning or maybe knew you wanted children. And a lot of times, some of the things that we talk about, maybe not don't necessarily apply to your, your life in your current state, but to learn something or to be exposed to something before you need it, I think is a powerful thing because it starts planting seeds about how you might approach that situation, you know, if, and when it comes mm-hmm. around, you know, whether that be, you know, we have a lot of single guys who are not married and they're like, you know, talking about, you know, great relationships with our wives and our kids. And, you know, I always thought, I think you're like to- tuning out to this. Is this you know applicable? And what I, the feedback that I consistently hear is, I'm so thankful that I got to hear this. It was super interesting because I, you know, I aspired to have that in the future and uh, I'm learning it now before, you know, before it's here and, and before it's game day, I want to do the preparation in advance. Yeah. So absolutely. That's cool that, Hit that the ground running. That's definitely been the case with me with fatherhood was how do I learn some of these things? I mean, I don't think you can ever really be prepared to become a parent, but once you nearly get into it and you already have some of those tools and resources, mm-hmm. uh, I think it, it certainly helps. And if it's only from kind of a concept conceptual place or, or the mindset and you're coming in from a good spot, just that alone, um, mm-hmm. can have a huge impact. And I think that's the, that's the case, whether it's parenting, a relationship with a significant other relationship with God, uh, I think that having that, you know, doing some of that foundational work before you need it can can make things sail a lot smoother, you know, once you really do get into it and the storm hits. Yeah, that's great, man. Appreciate you touching on that. Well, I'm excited for you and this new venture you're on and you got some, I mean, you've already dropped so many great <laughs> knowledge bombs with the different podcast interviews that you have so far. And I know you have a lot more in the hopper. Um just curious what you, you know, what your vision is, uh, you know, for the future state of the world-class dads podcast or other. Yeah. I think the big, the big plan for me right now, or, or kind of the, the main focus is building out some really strong content and ultimately putting, starting to build a community, um, similar to the, what we've been talking about mm-hmm. is my, what really lights me up is bringing people together and helping, helping people be successful in different areas of their life. I think with the millennial mastermind podcast, that was more focused on career. Um, and as I got into parenthood, I realized that the best thing that I could do to help other dads is to give them tools and, and a community really. Cause I'm not, I'm not the guy who's teaching them how to do it, but I can bring people together to help each other, be better dads and really chase their, their purpose and their passion on the professional front without ever losing sight of kind of what the most important thing is. So 
right now just trying to get the the show and the message in front of guys who that resonates with and then ultimately we'll see what that turns into but i i think there are definitely things like retreats and communities um and, and just anything that you can think of of bringing men together to help each other and and create that that accountability that we talked about um mm-hmm. and just facilitate that space for for growth i think that's that's what really lights me up and i think that's where this is headed um yeah. just bringing bringing men together who really have that that shared purpose behind family and and being great dads and then uh we'll see where it goes from there <laughs> that's awesome i mean you know at isi we have the five f's and one of them being you know family and family under family it's kind of really all your key relationships you know your mm-hmm. relationship with your wife and the kids and family and friends and you know there's the key relationships that are in your life so i'm excited to see how kind of our paths can be in sync with each other as we try to pursue that as one of our f's and that's your main thing and you have some you know great wisdom yourself don't sell yourself short brad and <laughs> you got, got these awesome you know awesome guests and future plans so i'm sure we'll we'll be partnering up between world-class dads and isi be be fun to see where it, where it goes oh no no doubt so on the uh just you know more on the i, I guess as we start to kind of uh wrap up a little bit you know just on a personal level i'm excited to you know hear from you a little bit on you know a couple of things i ask everybody and um, it's always fun to hear the variety of answers, but speaking of joy, um, for you, you know, what, what in your life brings you the most joy? Yeah, I think that, you know, I, family, I talked a lot about, and mm-hmm. I think people will gather that that's something I put a lot of uh, priority behind, but fam- spending quality time with my family, um, being active has always been a big part of my life and, and it really is for my family. Um, and being in nature. So I think those three things, and then when those three can come together, uh, with family doing active stuff outside is, is kind of the trifecta. (laughs) So those are, that's been, and that's kind of been the, I would say, I know 2020 has been a hard year for so many of us. We're not exempt from that, but one of the silver linings has been the amount of quality time with my family that I've gotten is more than would have been possible really in any other scenario with both my wife and I working from home, um, with a newborn. And so we've gotten to really take advantage of, of that time and spending time outside and, and just together. So that's, that's been one of the uh, positive sides of the crazy year that's been 2020 is we've, by choice or or by necessity we've gotten a lot of that so that's been really yeah. cool gave you what you wanted more mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah i think we'll look back at this time with uh definitely counting counting many blessings in in the rearview mirror oh totally yeah i've uh on a personal level those three things are really important to me too i think i've spent more time on the uh the, there's an app called all trails that I use to find you know different hiking and biking trails and i, I think i've spent more time you know, mapping out different routes for our family to go hike than uh, maybe in all my years before then. So um, that is that is super cool. I love it. I love it. So I know you're, I mean, personal development, self-development, um, you know, you're very passionate about that. I always ask people about books. Um, is there, you know, and when you look back, are there, you know, a book or two that you really recommend people check out or maybe, 
you know, one that you're reading right now that you're really enjoying? Yeah, I think, um, one that really sparked the idea for millennial mastermind was think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill. And that's kind of where I discovered this concept of mastermind groups that's ended up playing a big, having a big impact in my life. Um, so that's, that's one of the ones I come back to probably once a year or, or every other year at the, at the least frequent. Um, I think there's, it, it's, you know, going on, I think over 70 years old at this point, maybe going on 80 and it's just a, a timeless classic. I think there's so many personal development takeaways from that. You know, some of it's a bit dated being, being a text from, from the era that was, it, it came out of, but I think there's so many timeless takeaways from that one. Um, the alchemist by Paulo Coelho is another one that I like to listen to once a year. It's a quick listen, but, um, you know, once I found out that's Will Smith's favorite book, I, there's no reason <laughs> not to, not to love it. And, uh, the one I'm listening to right now is called where men win glory, which is Pat Tillman, the Pat Tillman story, um, which I didn't know much about. I just knew he was a NFL player who decided to join the, the military and, and unfortunately lost his life in that service. Um, but now that I'm actually getting into the weeds of it with all the, all that went into that and who he was, I mean, just an incredible man of character who definitely had speed bumps along the road, definitely a very human story, but one that I'm learning so much from and just am totally in awe of the self of the sacrifice and kind of the, the honorable approach to life that, that mm. people can have. So that's one I'd recommend too. That's just uh, top of mind. Love it, man. I have not heard of that, but um, definitely check that out. That is awesome. Thanks for the recommendation. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, on a on a personal level, you mentioned you know the impact I size made on you, and you know other things. We talked about you know life verses, um, and I'm curious if you have you know one that again is top of mind right now for a stage of life, or maybe one that's just kind of stuck with you along the way. Yeah, I think one that's that recently has been really top of mind over the last couple of years, and I've talked a lot about kind of career and professional ambitions. Um, Ephesians two ten, uh, for we are His workmanship, created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That is one that I think gives me a lot of comfort that. I just need to trust in God and walk in the path that he's already laid for me and know that he has a plan ultimately in mind for me. I think that that's something that I often forget, have forgotten and, and wasn't aware of at many stages in the journey um, and put a lot of pressure on myself to make things happen. Um, and I think just stepping back and realizing that ultimately this is all just serving him and I'm just living uh, living my purpose that he has already laid out for me. And I just need to trust in him to let that unfold and, and be his conduit. Uh, that's very comforting. Um, yeah. so, so that one's super timely. And then it's not really a verse, but one that I took away um, from a wedding that we attended in the past couple of years was this concept of just being God's gift. And it, in the wedding, it was the, the, the sermon was, be God's gift to your spouse. And I think that's a hundred percent applicable, but um, just being mm -hmm. God's gift to others 
and realizing that that's why we are put on this, this earth is to be of service to others. I always come back, like I always get this in concept, but when I really think about it in those just concrete terms of I am, how can I be God's gift to my wife today? How can I be God's gift to my, my daughter? Or how can I be God's gift to my colleague who's going through a hard time? Things, just thinking of it super concrete like that makes, wow. it has a very resounding um, kind of echo in my mind and, and in my heart. So trying to live like that is, you know, a lofty goal, but just if I can do that for 1% of the time, then maybe, maybe God will smile down uh, for that, for that brief glimpse. Oh, it's a great, that's, man, it's a great mindset shift. You know, a couple of things as you're, as you're saying that one is, you know, it focuses you on others and not mm-hmm. on yourself, which is awesome. And then too, it's, you know, it gives you a sense of, um, like a sense of confidence and a sense of empowerment to, to, you know, think of yourself in a very positive way and think, you know, how can I be a gift? You know, how can I be a blessing to other people? So I think it's a powerful mindset shift. Good, uh, good homily by whoever gave that, uh, yeah. <laughs> recommendation think, at that wedding. I think that needs to be my first tattoo just, uh, to, to remind myself. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one, man. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's really powerful. Well, how can, uh, I'm sure people are gonna be like, man, I'm, I've already downloaded the podcast. You know, what's, what's a good way to connect with you? Yeah. Everything is at uh, worldclassdads.com. Um, I think we have eight episodes as of, as of Christmas. So uh, people nice. can check out some of the, some of the episodes we have up and more will be coming out each week. And if anybody wants to get in touch with me, there's contact information there. Um, or I, on Instagram, I'm just at Brad Mulvey. So I'd love for you to connect with me there. Send me a message. Happy to, happy to chat with anybody, but um, yeah, hopefully Hopefully for any dads who are listening, they'll check out the show. And if, uh, if anybody has any ideas on who they like to hear, just let me know. <laughs> so good, man. I'm, I'm super excited. So it's definitely in my like top, 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 top rotation. So, um, well, well, likewise here. So, I mean, just being on the show with some of the behemoths that have come before me here <laughs> on the uh, ISI life is a huge honor. So Nick, seriously, thanks for having me on, man. This was, this is really cool. Uh, no, it's always love chatting with you and uh um it's just cool to have this experience so thank you yeah no you're welcome and and uh no i thank you we wouldn't have the podcast if it wasn't for you you know you helped us uh, when we were ideating this back at the root cafe a couple of years ago and so <laughs> thanks for you know, all the tips and you know little little uh, pointers along the way to help us get going and you know i think it's cool i just want to honor you for a second because you said you know you wanted to be God's gift to fill in the blank, you know, and you've been that, you know, I see that with you and Callie and Stella and, you know, just, and with, uh, with me and with the ISI guys and just, you're, you're doing it, you're living it out. So, you know, props to you for, you know, walking the talk. Oh, well, thank you very much. That means a lot. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, as we wrap up, would you mind kind of closing down this podcast and a word of prayer? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Lord, thank you for this time with Nick and for the impact that he's having on the lives of so many, you know, men, women, anybody who listens to this or has been touched by ISI in any way, and the families of those of the the men who have been impacted by the messages and just the positive energy that Nick and the whole ISI team have put out there. Um, and just please give strength to those who are listening and, and especially in turbulent times that have been 2020 and going into 2021, 
just it's been hard on on many families and please just give them the strength to power through this and see the blessings in their lives and we know that you bestow those upon upon each of us in the way that is needed for each of us in that moment so please open our eyes to those blessings and uh, we will trust in you and know that your plan is ultimately taking us to a place of higher purpose amen amen holy moly i am very inspired after chatting with brad this morning and just learning more about what it takes to be a world-class dad it's on a personal pursuit i'm on myself you know i don't want to be average uh, when it comes to being uh, a dad or in my season of life as a father and so I'm, I was really inspired by today's conversation. A couple of things really stood out to me. Um, one is this, I mean, starting with his experience with the Millennial Mastermind, 175 plus podcasts, launching multiple ma mastermind groups, and how he was just able to pivot from that and say, all right, that was, that was for then and this is for now. Now my new mission is to be an amazing dad. And what do I need to do and how do I need to learn who do I need to learn from to become a world-class dad and just made that pivot and, and used all that former experience. So I think the lesson that I took away from that is sometimes, you know, the thing you're going through may come to an end and really it's not the end. It's just, it was all preparation for the next thing. And this next thing that he's after is amazing. And I'm super excited for, you know, to bring all that to you and hopefully you, you gain some knowledge from, um, himself and the, the podcast guest that he has on the uh the other main takeaways i had were just the, some of the lessons he learned uh number one is that life is in seasons and to recognize that you know what is the season you're in what's most important now and to give yourself the grace and the space to recognize that and do the things that are most important and that second thing being intentionality and living your life on design you know one yes what did what does God have in store for you? But two, what can you do to take, you know, the, the bull by the horns and design the life that you want and be very intentional about how you do what you do and why you do certain things and not to just drift and not to just coast. Um, I love that. And uh, the third thing is the power of accountability, the power of having people in your corner, people that you look up to, um, one maybe that you're learning from and others that you're teaching. And so, yeah, that's something that we obviously hope to foster with ISI within the, the relationships and the groups that we're developing. And then uh, just, man, a couple of things as he closed down his life verse and the kind of the concept he learned at the wedding really are in tandem. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do prepared in advance. I mean, that is just so powerful, so comforting to know that, hey, God had this plan. Just let it roll. Um, this is the plan. You just have trust and faith in that. And that to be the concept of being God's gift wherever we go to our spouse, to our kids, to our colleagues, to our neighbors. Um, you know, how can we be a gift in this season? I, I love that. It's a, it's a good mental perspective to kind of filter things through and put yourself in a good frame of mind and how you can be a blessing and how you can be a gift to others. So as you can tell, very excited about the episode, very thankful for Brad and what he's doing with the World Class Dads podcast. Go check him out and download some episodes and dive in. And um, until next time, stay sharp, everybody.